Well, hey, good morning, and welcome to Alpine Church. My name is Chris. Uh, I'm one of the teachers here, and uh, I'm super excited about that parenting series. Uh, I have three young kids of my own, uh, ninth grade, seventh grade, and third grade, so please pray for me and us, right? <laughs> we all know uh, now that school's back in session, though. How many of you have kids that are back in school? Can we just get a celebration, right? A, a voice of praise. Thank you, God, for our teachers and, and for everything. But hey, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're a young, uh, we believe in the, the young generation. We believe in families and unity. And so uh, we believe that parenting is important. So next week, we're going to start a series on that. I, I will say to you, though, uh, if you don't have kids, uh, this series can apply to you as well. Uh, as we've kind of prepared the message, it's uh, parenting is the title, but we believe that everything in all of the messages that we're going to be uh, going over, the lessons that uh, it is for everyone. And so if you maybe have kids that are out of the house or you've never had kids or you're not in a relationship, uh, this isn't for you to say, hey, I'm not, not going to go for the next three weeks. We want you here because we believe that there are some valuable lessons for you as well. And so I'm really excited about that. That's next week. And today uh, we are actually wrapping up our series, uh, Core Values. And, and what we've been doing over the last few weeks is we've been kind of highlighting some of the things, uh, the, the how we do what we do here at Alpine Church. And so for those of you who have been with us over the last month or so, maybe the last five or six weeks, uh, you've really gotten an idea on what makes our heart beat, what really makes us tick as a church. And so uh, if you call Alpine Church home, uh, hopefully this has been refreshing to you uh, to see the why behind what we do. You know, our mission very simply is to help people pursue God, and we believe that our core values are what lead us and drive us into fulfilling that mission. And so today we're going to finish that series or this series on our core values. And so uh, maybe just a quick recap of where we've gone over the last few weeks. Uh, in the very first week, we talked about what I believe is one of the most important core values that we have as a church. It's that we look to God and His Word in everything that we do. Uh, we believe that the Bible is living, it's active, it's useful, uh, it teaches us, it leads us, it guides us, and everything that we do is centered upon God's Word. We believe that the Bible is God's Word spoken to us, and so we value what its Word has to say or what the words have to say. And so what we see in the remainder of our core values is we get them right from the Bible, right? Uh, week number two, we talked about relationships. And uh, one of the core values that we have is we work hard at having healthy, authentic, transparent relationships. How many of you know re relationships are hard, right? <laughs> They're difficult, especially if you're my friend. I got a lot of drama in me, okay? But... They're hard, and so we really, truly believe that they take work, effort, intentionality, and so that's one thing that we do here as a staff and what we do as a church. Uh, we believe in healthy relationships. Uh, then we talked about this little thing that I don't think maybe is necessarily easy for all of us. It's sacrifice. We give up things that we love for things that we love even more, and sometimes that means it's our preferences on how church should be. It's preferences in life, and really we give up some of the things that we hold on to or we value for something that we believe is greater, and that's the mission that God has put on our heart as a church, which is to help people pursue God. And so last week, or two weeks ago, uh, we talked about kind of our final one is that we're on mission with Jesus. You know, the Bible very clearly before Jesus left, uh, he said to his, uh, to his followers, go and make disciples. He said, go and tell people about me, the hope that I have. And he said that uh, that's your responsibility, that's your commission, it's called the Great Commission. And so our final, uh, or our core value that we talked about two weeks ago is that we are on mission with Jesus. It's not optional. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, we believe it's a command. 
And so we saw that. And today, uh, we're going to finish up our series, and we're going to talk about winning. Now, how many of you like to win? Anybody in here, you're competitive? Yeah? I bet you are competitive, but you're not as competitive as me. See, I, see what I just did there? I just won, right? We're, we're all like pretty much, we, we want to win in life, don't we? Like, I mean, I think about all the things that are important to me. Uh, I'm, I'm just a super, uber, uber, duper competitive person. Uh, you can ask my wife about this. We've been married for 18 years by the grace of God. Uh, but really in the first couple of years, we used to play Scrabble together. Anybody play Scrabble? Um, so Scrabble brought out the worst of us in our marriage. Number one, because I was overly competitive. And number two, she didn't think that I knew very complex words. So what would happen is, is we would end up fighting and we almost needed premarital, or not premarital, but marital counseling during the first two years of our God-honoring marriage because of this thing called Scrabble. A lot of fights that were going on because it was win at all costs, right? Uh, you know, nowadays they have this game, it's called Words with Friends. Anybody have it? It's on a phone. It's kind of like Scrabble, but it's on the phone. So now we can fight but not have to fight face-to-face, right? That's the kind of culture we live in. But we're all competitive in some way, shape, or form, and we all like to win, right? We like success, and we like to be victorious. And today what we're going to talk about is how we believe that we can win in the context of the local church. In fact, that's our, our next core value, and we believe this. As a church, we win as a team. We win as a team and not as individuals. And so very simply put, we believe that, that we're all a part of something bigger than ourselves. You know, this life was not meant to be lived alone. We were not meant to be individualists. And we believe that we win when we are working together as the body of Christ, as a follower of believers, to fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ. And so we're going to talk about that today. Before we do, would you join me in prayer? Father God, I ask that you would speak to us ever so clearly through your word today. Lord Jesus, would you show us uh, your heart for us to be in community? God, would you show us your heart for us to be in connection? God, would you show us uh, what it means to to serve, what it means to give, uh, that it's better to give than to receive when it comes to our church environment? Most importantly, God, would, would we begin to see the value that you have on your church this church, God, and the Capital C Church. And so we love you. Speak to us clearly. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, So today what we're going to do as we jump into this core value, this idea of winning as a team, as being unified in connection, uh, we're really going to look at a concept that might not be a familiar concept to you. It might uh, be something that you may maybe have never heard before, and we're going to find this in God's Word. But, But the concept is this is that the drive to succeed or to be successful in isolation, to do things alone, is meaningless and depressing. Now, you heard that. The the drive to succeed, even success, if done in isolation, is meaningless and depressing. And here's why that is true. is because God designed us, God designed us with connection in mind. God designed us to win together. Now, uh, I'm a very, like I said, dramatic, kind of emotional kind of person. And so when something good happens to me, I want to share it with the world. Anybody like, you know, like something happens at work, like you get a promotion or you make more money or maybe you saved a little bit, right? Or, or you did something valuable. I want to share that with everybody possible. Like I, the, the first thing I do is when something good happens to me, I pick up the phone and I'm telling my wife about all the great things that are going on. 
and I'm just super excited about success in my life, and I have someone to share that with. And you know, I was thinking about this as I was preparing this message. I could not begin to imagine what life would be like if I didn't have someone to share life with. If I didn't have someone to share the successes, the things that I value, the things that have impacted me, both positive and negative, if I didn't have someone in my life to share that with, what would life be like? Well, I believe that it would be depressing. (laughs) I believe that it would be, that we would feel defeated, that we would feel meaningless. And you see, we get this idea, this idea from scripture, and we find it in uh, in Ezekiel, I'm sorry, Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses seven through eight. And this is King Solomon, and he says this, I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man, please listen, who is all alone. Everyone say alone. Alone, without a child or a brother, yet who works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? And you see, this is where we get this point. He says this, it is all so meaningless and depressing. Now, we, we may read this at first glance and we think about the workplace, right? We think about working hard and toiling and, and going to work all of the time, and, and we, we do this to provide or to gain success. And the picture here is that when we do this alone, what's it all for? And you know, so he, what he's saying is that when we're alone, when we are isolated, even if it's success, even if it's the drive to succeed, we will feel naturally this idea of meaningless depression. And so even though it might, might seem like the workplace, I think this can apply into our personal lives as well. In fact, I think we can take this and we can apply it in the context of the local church. And so here, here's what I mean by this. If we try to do church alone, if we try to do the Christian life alone, if it's just me and God, if it's just me and my way of doing things, eventually what will happen is we will be led to isolation. If we don't have a surrounding cast, people who come alongside of us, who love us, who also keep us accountable, who encourage us, yet also help us to live life the way that God intended, if we don't have people in our lives the result then is going to feel meaningless. You know, what we do is we, we read, if we read kind of our theme verse, just two, uh, two verses later, and I think this is so interesting. When we read God's word, we get like this, and it's like, okay, everything's meaningless under the sun, it's meaningless and, and depressing, and we're like, wah, 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 right? Well, here's the great thing about the Bible. The Bible always gives us hope. And so we read just two verses later, and really it's kind of our our theme verse for this core value. It says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. And here's what I love about this. It doesn't just stop at two. He goes on to say three are even better, and four, and five, and six. This idea of community and connection. 
for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. You see, what I believe this means is that we are better in life together. We are better in life together, not alone, not in isolation. Life was never meant to be alone. And so when we come to this understanding of in Ecclesiastes where he's saying that, that if we just strive on our own, if it's just about us, what's going to happen is we are going to be led into a meaningless depression. But if we have someone around us, we have the ability to overcome difficulty in our life, to overcome attacks of the enemy, to keep one another encouraged and warm. You see, we have this idea that unity and connection is important. And do you know why I think that is? Because that's exactly how God created us to be. The very beginning, God created heaven and earth, and he created everything in it. And he said, listen, I'm going to save the best creation part for the very end, and he creates man, right? He creates this guy named Adam, and he looks at Adam, and he says, that dude alone is not good. <laughs> and so what does he do? He does the best thing that he could ever do. He brings woman into this world, and he says, now this unifying of together brings about goodness, and you see, it's this idea of relationship and context. Even God the Father isn't alone. He has the, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. We have this picture of community in the Trinity. And so God is a God who values relationship, values connection. God has wired us for that. We all need to feel connected. We all need to be a part of something. We all need to feel valued. We need to feel encouraged. We need to, to have stability. We need to be involved in something that's bigger than ourselves. We need to have these things to succeed in life. And you see, God gives us that in what I believe is here at the local church. And so if you are a part of Alpine Church, this value, what this means is that your life wasn't meant to be, to be lived alone. I mean, you might even be in here today, and you come in on Sunday, you check the box, and you leave. <laughs> you come back, and you do it again. Maybe you've never connected in a small group. Maybe you've never gotten involved on a serving team. Maybe you've never been in a discipling or mentoring relationship. You see, those things that we have available, this, the local church is what fulfills a lot of those things that we all need. And so it's not that we just come and, and check off the Sunday box. It's that we get involved and we get connected and we do life together. It's this powerful idea, this powerful picture is that when we come together, when we unify, when we have connection, it's not isolation and desperation and, and depression. Instead, it's life and it's vibrance and it's connection. And that's exactly what God meant for us. And that really, I believe, leads us into our, our next point. And our next point is this, that in the church, at Alpine Church, or in the local church, every single one of us, we are invited to be a part of something bigger than just ourselves. We have the opportunity to be a part of something bigger than just me and God. We have the opportunity to be the local church, which I believe can be the hope of the community, can be the hope of the world. And so what we see is by God's grace, because he loves us, because he cares about every single one of us, he has given each and every single one of us a gift to be a part of the, the greater good. Has anybody in here ever been to a symphony or, or any kind of musical thing? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it, right? You, you sit down there and you see this big, uh, this big kind of you know, pavilion full of musicians and instruments, 
And then all of a sudden, the, the sound that all of these instruments make together is like the most beautiful thing you've ever seen, right? And then you have this conductor up here who knows exactly who to point to at the right time. You come in here and go a little higher, right? And the result is this amazing performance, like the most beautiful music you could even begin to imagine. We have percussion and strings and all of these things, and it's all coming together to bring out this beautiful, beautiful sound. Now, could you imagine for just a moment, if you've been to a symphony, if it was all just percussion? <laughs> just think about that for a minute. I mean, I'll, listen, I love me some drums, right? Our drummer, he was amazing today, wasn't he? But would that have been anything with just drums? No offense, drummer, right? Uh, you know, what if it was just strings? What if it was a symphony with just the flute? What if it was just one thing, right? The product wouldn't be the best that it could be. And I begin to think about this when it comes to us in the local church. You see, every single one of us have something to give. In fact, we have a God-given gifting, a God-given ability, a God-given talent, and each and every one of us, it's individualistic, but we have the opportunity to give back to the greater good. The Apostle Paul, he, he uses this analogy of the body. You know, think about a body. If the body was just an ear. That'd be really weird, right? I used to have this dream when I was a kid that I was like a leg. You know what I mean? Like, think if we were just one leg and that was all that we were, right? We'd be a bunch of legs walking around, you know? But we have a mouth and we have eyes and we have ears and we have a heart and we have a brain and we have hands and fingers and we have feet to walk on. And all of those things come together to be exactly what we need it to be, right? And this is what the Apostle Paul says. He says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, please listen, friend, so it is with Christ's body, with the body of Christ. The body of Christ are those of us who have put our faith in Jesus Christ. We are the church. And he says, we are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. And then he says, Paul says this, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well, did you know that you have a gift from the Almighty God? Did you know that? Every single one of you in this room, every single one of us has a God-given gift. The one who spoke heaven and earth into existence, the one who created everything that we have, he put a gift in you. And the gift that he has given you is to bring the church together and to advance the kingdom of heaven. What are you doing with that gift? Do you know what that gift is? You know, the Apostle Paul, he goes on and he, he gives us a, a couple li lists of gifts. If you've read uh, um, Romans chapter 12 and 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and what we see here are just a list of gifts that he, that he gives out and he talks about them. He says, some may have the gift of prophecy, some may have the gift of serving. If you are a servant in here, God bless you, okay? I'm selfish, so serving's not my gift. If you're a good teacher, maybe you have the gift of encouragement. Maybe you have the gift of giving or, or leadership or kindness, right? So he's listing off all of these gifts. Do any of these sound familiar to any of you? Do any of these things make you tick? Yeah, that's, that's me. I, I, I have that gift. Maybe it's not. Well, then he goes on to give us another list. He says, maybe uh, it's wise advice or special knowledge or, or those of you who have great faith, you know, it's a gift, <laughs> great faith, healing, the, the, the gift of healing and miracles, discernment. My wife has this gift of discernment, and man, 
It's gotten me into a trouble a lot. That was supposed to be funny. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Jeez, it's early. The gift of tongues, like all of these things, right? We, we, we see these gifts. And here's what I want us to see. I don't think this is an exhaustive list of gifts. So if you don't have any of these gifts, it's not Paul saying good luck. I think what he is showing us is that every single one of us have a gift. And that gift is to be used not to be held, not to be held onto. It's a gift to be used in the context of a local church, in the context of a team. And so if you're sitting here today and you maybe call Alpine Church home and you have a gift that you haven't been using, what has stopped you from using the gift? That's between you and our Almighty God. But when God, who is the giver of all great things, gives me something, I believe I have a great responsibility to utilize that gift. And my hope is that you would feel that same gift too. Now, you, you might be say, sitting here saying, well, look, my gift of kindness isn't as cool as that gift of worship. <laughs> you know, my, my gift of, of, of discernment isn't as cool as the gift of leadership, right? Like all of these gifts that are so much better. Well, here's what I want you to know. There is not one gift that is better than the others. The giver of gifts, the good God who gives us all good things, he created all of us with an individual gift, and that is perfect for you through his eyes. And you see, he gives that to us so that we would use that gift. And so just because you don't have the gift of teaching or, or you don't have the gift of leadership or you don't have the gift of prophecy or you don't have the gift of this, you know, the gifts that are, that are cool and showy, I may, maybe I shouldn't just give my gift. Maybe I feel isolated. That's not at all what you should be feeling. You should say, God has called me. He has given me something, and I have the opportunity to give back. Maybe you're here visiting today. Maybe you're here, and, you, and, and you're just checking Jesus out. Well, I believe God's gifted you too, and we will utilize you here at church <laughs> because we believe that you are called by God, and you're here for a reason. Hopefully, you start a relationship with him, today and you become a part of the family of God, and you can use that gift to your fullest ability. Listen, friends, every single one of us, we have something in us given to us by God, and we are called to use that gift, and it's bigger than ourselves. It's about the advancing of the kingdom of heaven. It's about the advancing of coming together and utilizing that gift in the local church, and then we have the encouragement, we have the power, we have the support, we have the love, we have the encouragement, we have the accountability to then go out and give that gift to the world. You see, that, that's what this is about. This is a coming together and loving one another and supporting one another so that we can go out and fulfill the mission of Jesus, which is to give that hope, the hope of the, the world of Jesus Christ to those around us. Here's what I want to end with today. We'll close with this. God, God doesn't need anything from us. I need, I need you to hear that. God doesn't need you and me to advance his kingdom purposes. He doesn't. But here's what I want us to know. That God, that great God, the all-powerful, almighty, all-loving, all-caring God, he has something for us when we serve. He loves us so much that he has something for us when we serve. Because here's the old adage, we're all more blessed to give than receive. I remember when I first started here at Alpine Church, first started attending, uh, I was a young Bible college student. I went to school in Minneapolis. I came back, and this church had just started. And uh, they were doing a kids' church push. Anybody know? I mean, we always talk about kids' church, right? Because <laughs> uh, no one ever wants to do kids' church. 
Well, I didn't want to do kids' church either. I'm just going to be honest with you. So we're all just going to get that out there, okay? So I'm, I'm like you, okay? We don't like to do it. But there was this girl in kids' church, and she was serving, and she was the most beautiful girl I'd ever seen in my entire life. And so I said, I'm going to serve in kids' church, <laughs> right? And that's exactly what I did. I thought, man, I could kill two birds with one stone here. Like, I, I literally can serve and get the, check the serve box off the list, and maybe I can win a, a date or a conversation with this, this girl, Brienne. And so I started serving and, and you know, serving in the, with the intent of trying to, to, to kind of be in relationship. And so as I'm serving, we start getting close, and believe it or not, we ended up getting married. My wife and I, Brianne, we've been married for 18 years. And as soon as uh, she said, I do, I never served in kids' church again. That's just a true story, okay? <laughs> so here, here's, why, here's why I share this with you, because God, he, he didn't need me. And you know what? Yeah, I was, I was blessed. All joking aside, I was blessed by my wife, who, I've, who I didn't deserve. And, and I, I, I started a relationship with her serving in kids' church. But here's what I want you to know, and, and please, I... I fell in love with Jesus more than I had ever been in love with him as I served in kids' church because I began to see that the impact that I can have on the next generation who would be world changers to come, it gives me goosebumps to even think about it. That, that these young people of childlike faith are falling in love with their creator and they are going to be the generation that will change the world. And I had a small part of that, that God would use me to be a part of that. And you know what? It led me into youth ministry. I was a youth pastor. I became a youth pastor. And I was a youth pastor at Alpine Church for 10 years. And that's why I have all these grays, man. If you've got teenagers, you know how it is. Like, oh my gosh. It's, my teenager now, he knows everything in the world. Can I get an amen? Like that little, that little chart we saw where it says they take responsibility on themselves. It was like age three, right? They knew everything, right? It's like, and I've been struggling ever since. But you know, here's what I want you to, God didn't need me. God didn't need me with, a, with the wrong agenda to serve in kids' church, to change a life. He used me. And when he used me, he changed my world. He changed my life. He changed everything about me. And I, I believe very strongly I am who I am today because of my, my very brief one year serving in kids' church. I don't want to just say that. Now, I expect every single kids' church slot to be filled at the end of this service. Number one, if you're looking for a wife, there you go. Number two, number two, start serving. Start serving. And it could be anywhere. It's not just kids' church. We just know that that's a need. But here, God, God wants to use you for something bigger than yourself, friend. He wants to use you to change the world. Please hear that. Like, God doesn't need us. We... We get to be in relationship with the living God. And he puts his good gifts in us. He gives us the ability. He gives us this thing so that we can be a small part of him, of him changing the world, drawing people and wooing them to him. Apostle Paul said, you should remember the words of the Lord Jesus. It's more, better, uh, t it's more blessed to give than to receive. You know what's interesting about this? In all of the gospels, we don't hear Jesus say these words. So this must have been Jesus communicating with Paul, maybe in a, 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 his prayer time, or maybe it was some other thing in Bible study or something, but we get this adage, and Paul says, this is so important, and we get this from, from Luke chapter 6, where it says, give and you will receive, and a lot of people say, well, this is that tithing thing, so you're, gonna, you're now going to tell me to serve in kids' church, and now you're going to ask for my money. I'm not going to do that. 
But here's what I want you to see. It is more, you give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. You know what this is saying? This is saying when we give instead of receiving, when it's about other people or when it's about the kingdom of heaven, when it's about God's mission for us, we become blessed do you see that? That God gives to us when we say, God, yes, I will return the favor, the gifting that you have given me. I will return that back to you. And the Bible says that when we do that, we will be so beyond blessed, be blessed beyond measure. And this isn't this opposite of isolation and meaninglessness and depression, right? This is God saying that if you allow me to use you, it is better for you to give. And when you give, you will receive more than you can ever begin to imagine. And so when we talk about giving, when we talk about giving of your time and treasure and talent and serving, when we talk about these things, this is where we get, it's not to get something from you. It's, it's for you to understand that when you're using the gift that God has given you to make a difference in the local church, when you're using the gift that God has given you in, in the world, what's going to happen is that you are going to be blessed beyond measure. That's a promise of God. And so what we want here at Alpine Church is we want a people who are so in love with God and are so blessed that they can't not help but give back of their time, their treasure, and their talent because that is a God who deserves everything for us, everything from us. And when we do, man, he just gives back. He gives back. And here's what I want us to see. We win. Our church if you're investigating Alpine Church or if you've been along, around for a long enough time, you need to understand that we win as a team. There is no I in team, right? The team is everyone coming together, fulfilling their part so that the mission of God can be advanced. And when we do that, we win. We win the eyes of God and we win in the eyes, uh, the eyes of our church and of our family and of our culture and who we are. We do this together. Here at Alpine Church, you have the opportunity to serve. You have the opportunity to be a part of something bigger than yourself. And so listen, there are so many ways that you can utilize your gifting and your talent. There are so many ways that you can get involved, and, and there's way too many to even list right now. But myself, I know Pastor Mike, uh, we'll have other people out that can share with you on ways to get plugged in. And if you are even more holy, you can sign up for Kids Church, okay? But here's, here's, what I want, here's what I want us to, to see. The biggest gift of serving is something that we all can receive for free. You see, the Bible says that, that Jesus Christ, who was God, being worshipped in heaven, he left the confines of heaven and he came to earth, to this earth, to live a life that we couldn't live, a life that was sin-free. And he did that he did that to end up giving his life for us to pay for the sins that we have committed. You see, from the very beginning, we got our own way. That's called sin. In Genesis chapter 3, we went our own way. We did exactly what God asked us not to do, and because of that, sin entered the world. And because of that, our world has been in chaos ever since. Maybe you felt that chaos. But you see, Jesus served us. He served us by stepping down from the throne of heaven and going to the cross and dying on that cross. The Bible says that because he did that, our sins can be forgiven forever. That's the gift of service. And so number one, would you receive that free gift? But then, would you give back? 
Would you give that free gift to as many people as you possibly could, both here in the church and in your world? Friend, if you've never done that, I'd love to share with you how today. Let's pray together. Father God, I, I'm humbled. I'm humbled by you and your move at Alpine Church every single day. God, to think that we are a church in seven locations, thousands of people meeting, and many of them are utilizing their gifts. God, thank you. Who are, who are we that you would be mindful of us, God? That you would do what you have done for us. And then, God, it wouldn't stop there that you would gift us and empower us, that you would use us to advance your mission, which is to help people pursue you. God, begin to tug on our heartstrings. For those who have never met you today, God, would you show them that you love them and you want to be in a personal relationship with them, the living God in relationship with his people. For those in this room, God, who maybe need the nudge to get into the game, to, to not make this about them anymore, but instead of God to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this my home and I'm going to add value to this home with the gift that you give me. God, would you do that today? Only, only you can do that, Lord Jesus. We love you and we thank you. It's in your name we pray. Amen.